0: You know my boss calls me and is like hey we're trying to do this what have you done in your career that's like close to that right and so i'll tell him and i'll give him ideas and he's like okay that's great thanks i know they're not asking this dude right so he can kiss my ass <laughs> dance monkey dance Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John?
1: Well, I, ju- I just wanted to start with a disclaimer this week. Okay. Um, since the Writers Guild is on strike, <laughs> we, we may not be up to our usual standards.
0: Because we had to let the writers go?
1: We had to let the writers go. <laughs> they're out They're in front of the house right now picketing. <laughs> so,
0: uh, yeah.
1: So let's see where this goes.
0: Should, should we use that as the excuse of why we weren't here last week instead of me being an idiot? Uh no. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so we were off for a week because it was your birthday and you were yeah. you were elsewhere. And then last week um I was out in the backyard uh doing yard work like I normally do on a Saturday. Yeah. And I decided that like for the last 7 years of being in this house, I would take the vines off of the back fence that grow there over the summer. And did not realize that there was poison ivy in it. Oh! And ripped it all down, scooped it all up with both arms, carried it Rubbed out. it to all the over front, yourself. And then I wiped my hands with a towel, uh-huh. and then wiped my face with the towel,
1: and oh, got poison God. ivy
0: in my eyes. What? Yeah. So woke up on Sunday and my kid looks at me and she goes your face is a little puffy and I said oh weird I'll just take a Benadryl and you know that'll go away and it seemed to right. help for a bit Yeah. went to bed on Sunday got up on Monday and I looked like Rocky at the end of Rocky 1 one whole eye was swollen shut the other eye looked like it had been beat on a couple times um, couldn't really see out of either eye um, ice pack them for a while till the, the swelling went down for a bit um, and I had, I had joked around with a couple of people that I knew and I said hey gotta watch out for poison ivy in the backyard and I like sent them a picture of my face and the one dude was like dude you need to get like steroids or something like if this gets any worse like you could be in real trouble so I called my sister who happens to be a nurse and I showed her the pictures and she said, yeah, you need to talk to a doctor. And uh, MUSC, which is the main hospital here, which is who my doctor is through, takes a really long time to get back to anybody about um, like medical problems. Basically, they're like, if you have a real issue, you need to go to the emergency room. Right. So my doctor is cool enough that he has told me in the past that if I need something to email a certain address and his nurse reads that email in the beginning of the day and she'll pass it on to him. Okay. And instead of passing it on to him, because I sent him a picture and said, this is what's going on. She said, you need to make an appointment because this needs to be evaluated. So I called and they said, we don't have anything for like two weeks. So I emailed again and I said, "Um, okay, they're saying two weeks. What do I do? And so they were able to get me a video call with another doctor that afternoon. And okay. the, the video pops up and the doctor looks at me and goes, oh, we're getting you some steroids. <laughs> and I said, why couldn't we have done this like three hours ago? Right. Like, what the fuck? And so she she basically like listened to the story and of how I wiped poison ivy in my eyes. And she was like, yeah, this is going to help you greatly. But then... Um, she put in the prescription for the steroids, but I wasn't allowed to pick them up until the next day because of the way that she had written the prescription. And I what? was like, so I had to go through another night of misery and no sleep and then pick them up the next morning and start them. And wow. I, yeah, I was like, oh, this is great. So for anybody playing at along at home in the last couple of weeks i have cut the tip of one finger off i've broken three toes and i've managed to get poison ivy in my eyes so i am not having a good month
1: wow (laughs) i think you should wrap yourself in bubble wrap
0: and on top of it all on friday night i broke my glasses oh
1: god yeah so now if you tape them back together so you look like a total nerd
0: well it's it's the the piece that goes on my ear okay and it's glued together and taped with gaffer's tape nice yeah so i have to call tomorrow because i know that when i went and originally got them they said something about the frames being under warranty for a year oh so i might be able to get new frames
1: oh well, that would be good
0: yeah if I remembered that right, I could be totally off, though. <laughs> With my luck, I wouldn't doubt it. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my week.
1: Wow. it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, coronation on Friday? Friday? Saturday? Saturday. Saturday?
0: Yeah. I watched the highlights.
1: I I didn't even watch that. By the time I got up, it was over. And it was just them leaving the church or the, yeah. Leaving the cathedral. Yeah. And, um, seems like an awful lot of money for a superficial leadership.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot like of, of like ceremony and tradition and like the weird thing where they, Anoint him behind mm-hmm. like curtains. Yeah. So whatever the fuck anointing means, like nobody's allowed to see it. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it just seemed like a bunch of. I was much more interested in the pictures of the people that were protesting it.
1: Oh, I didn't see any. That they, was...
0: Yeah, they were holding up signs. It was like the only good king is a Burger King. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. There was there was one that said not my king and it was not my king in the middle with a with a picture of a crown on top and two giant ears on either side. Like they're not holding back. They're just wow. you know they're letting them they're letting the the monarchy know that they're not really appreciated anymore.
1: Hmm. Did you see Katy Perry trying to find her seat? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <sighs> moron. Why
0: was she invited?
1: Because she's performing at the Coronation concert or uh, whatever
0: it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was one of those things I saw it and I was like why is, why is she there? Like I don't
1: Yeah. And
0: why is she even playing? She's not even British. Like shouldn't the, the, the British like stars be performing?
1: You would think. But you know, I mean, she was married to Russell Brand, or is she still? No, she's with. Isn't she with Orlando Bloom now? Is she? I thought some. I don't know somebody like that. Oh,
0: and he's English, right?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So maybe she's honorary English. (laughs) Maybe Orlando said he needed to get back into the spotlight, and she needed to perform. Sure. Although she's not much of a. Name anymore is she? No. Okay.
1: I think once you end up on a on a reality show, whether it's competition or otherwise, your kind of career's on the toilet.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Unless
1: you're Ryan Seacrest, and then you've never had a career.
0: But I mean, he made it. That's how he made his career: is being on yes. crappy shows. So yeah. I watched, I watched whatever those highlights were. I, I like them trying to squeeze the... Did you see the, the video of them trying to squeeze the, the crown on their heads?
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, the crown on Camilla's head looks so fucking stupid.
0: I don't, like, don't they practice this? Like, isn't there, like, a rehearsal or something? You would think. Or they fit it to their heads or something? Like, I don't... I wasn't understanding why they had to push that hard to make sure it was on. I mean, nobody wants to see it like fall down over his eyes. But I mean, with those ears, it's not going to happen. So I'm I just think it's all silly.
1: It was very silly. It was very silly. And poor Harry had to sit in the back row with the other misfit children like Andrew's two kids. Well, because they're no longer working royals.
0: Here's what the fucked up thing about this whole thing, though, is they could have picked any date for this coronation right they picked Harry's kids birthday
1: but do you think they even thought about that
0: you don't think that Charles knows when his grandkids birthdays are
1: Well, I guess
0: I think they're trying to fuck with him. I think they were really like, like well we'll just do this and you know whatever he does if he wants to show up he can but I thought that was kind of shitty
1: Yeah. Well. Have
0: <laughs> you watched any good TV recently?
1: I have. Yeah. Where do you want to start? I don't know. Pick one. Rise of the Pink Ladies.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen the <laughs> I haven't seen the latest one. So. Okay. Are you enjoying Rise of the Pink Ladies?
1: I am. It's kind of mindless.
0: It's very weird though. I think the last one that I watched was where they have the house party on Halloween.
1: Oh, I don't think I've watched that one yet.
0: Have you not watched that one?
1: Oh, wait, no. Uh, it was
0: it was right before the the vote. Have you seen the vote yet?
1: Is that the one where the principal sings? Yes. Okay, I have seen that one.
0: Okay. It seems very modern for something going on in the fifties.
1: Yes, it does.
0: And I don't know if that sensibility crosses. No. Yeah. It's weird because some of the songs
1: kind of fit, but most of them don't. They're more pop. Yeah. Like contemporary pop. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I also think it was weird that the theme song is "Grease" is the word, which was was uh in the movie uh-huh. with uh, what's his name, the Jersey Boys, Four Seasons? No, yeah, Frankie Valli. Frankie yeah.
0: Valli. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just fun,
1: <laughs> I
0: guess. I mean, and it's it's funny because like if you look at the the names of the episodes, right? It's all things said in the movie Grease, right? It's, so episode one is we're gonna rule the school. Episode two is too pure to be pink. Three is so this is Rydell. Episode four is if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. <laughs> uh, episode five is you can't just walk out of a drive-in. And then episode six is sloppy seconds ain't my style. Right. And so they're banking on your love of the series or the movie right. to connect you to the series so that you're like, oh, I get that reference.
1: Yeah. It's it's interesting.
0: And it's super like teen drama. It's super, oh, yeah, of course. It's super like... The main girl likes the one dude, but then she kind of likes the T-Bird guy and, you know, they're seeing him at the wrong time. So it's all like getting like fucked up and like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's OK. I just don't know if we needed this. Uh, no,
1: <laughs> probably not. But you know what we did need? What?
0: hello yeah i'm here i'm here oh Uh, yeah
1: uh the picard finale oh yes that was good (laughs) well written i i still want somebody to tell me why the good borg isn't there anymore I mean, has anybody come out and said each season is a different timeline? Because we had kind of the timeline thing in, was it season two? Yeah. But I don't know. It's kind of weird.
0: There's definitely some weirdness as if like each season while it builds on each other is very different than the last. Right. Um, I was recently watching, you know, because they kind of tie together. I was watching a video that talked about the ship that Beverly had in the beginning, the medical ship. Right. And that it was part of the Mariposa medical group. Okay. And the Mariposa medical group was started by the guy that stayed in the past. Okay. In season two. The, the, yeah. Rios? Yes. So he stays behind with the woman who has a clinic called Mariposa. Right. And so, like, that is a direct lineage, lineage to oh, that. Oh, okay. So they were, like, trying to tie shit together. But there definitely is things missing of, like, Beverly makes that statement in one of them that, like, the Borg haven't been heard from in ten years. And it was like, no, right. they were heard no, from, were like, heard, a year like, ago.
1: Right, right.
0: And so, yeah, it's a little weird. And Terry Metalis, who show ran season three, wrote season two. Right. So he would know that. It's not like new writers came in and said, well, don't worry about that. Right. So I don't know. But I loved all the stuff on the Enterprise D. I loved seeing that, even though it was a combination of Return of the Jedi with them flying through the Borg ship. Uh-huh. And then like Return of the King with the five different endings. Right. Like I appreciated even even like... um did you watch the little scene after the credits?
1: I thought I did. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah with Q. Yes. Okay. So Q. Okay. So
0: Q comes back at the end to I guess yep. jumpstart another TV show if they want to go that way. Hmm. Um. But like you get everything from the shutdown of the of the D to the renaming of um the Titan to now we're gonna go back to forward and like there was just ending after ending after ending but I don't think they could have closed it out any better than the callback to all good things and the poker game right I think if you're going to end it and say this is the end this is how you do it mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of people compare a picture of the ship um, the Enterprise D with everybody back on the bridge With a picture of the new cast of Star Wars on the Millennium Falcon. And it said, this is what we wanted for Star Wars. Right. And we didn't get it. And so, like, I really feel as like a a fan of sci-fi in a um, franchise that we know may go on, but without this cast this was the way that it needed to end for them. And I I, like, while I was kind of critical in the first couple of episodes of like, we need to answer some questions. I think that they did it really well. I think from looking at it as an entire story, I think, I think it was very well written.
1: Yeah. I didn't feel like any of the cameos or the throwbacks were just throwaways Right. Like they gave everybody something really well written to perform. Right. So, you know, I mean, it, it was really good. It was really good.
0: And supposedly, I guess Paramount stepped in because there were more cameos that were supposed to be in there. Oh, um, that were cut due to budget. Um, I guess they basically said we're rebuilding the, the bridge of the D so we're going to have to cut some people. Which blows my mind because there's a video on YouTube of Will Wheaton touring the Enterprise D Bridge. Yes. Yes. And it's a complete bridge. It's a complete 360 like they could have shot from any angle. Right. Um, And they built it for a total of three days because that's all they were on there for. So I don't know what they do with that now. It seems Uh, like a waste to just tear it out. It does. So... I, I don't know what's going to come of that. And then there's the opportunity for a different show with Seven of Nine in command yep. of the Enterprise. Right. You know, I think that could be a cool show. I think you have enough. You got a kid from Picard. You got a kid from La Forge. You got Seven of Nine. Mm-hmm. Like, all they got to do is get Alexander back. From You got Worf on there and fucking, right. you know, you could, you right, could have a complete right. next, next generation yeah on the next enterprise so I think I do I, I thought Terry Metalis did a really good job with this season and I think he has the potential because he is a true Star Trek fan right um, he has the potential of being the Star Trek equivalent of Dave Filoni sure like he could be that for Paramount if Paramount would sit up and pay attention but they also came out recently and said there's too much Star Trek. So I don't know what's going to happen. They need to get rid of Alex Kurtzman and they need to put this dude in charge. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and watch because um, he was the showrunner. Terry Metalis was the showrunner of the 12 Monkeys TV show.
1: And oh, it was actually one of those.
0: Yes. And the more that I read about it, the more that I think I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, because it sounds like an m- amazing couple of seasons of sci-fi.
1: Do you ever find out what's in the box? I don't know. I don't. You'll have to let me know.
0: Okay. So I think that's going to be my next series. Okay. I think that's what I'm going to pull towards next. That way I won't have to wait for like new seasons or anything.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: What did you think of the Mandalorian finale?
1: I really liked it. Yeah, i I thought it it tied up a lot of loose ends. It created some new problems. I I just can't help thinking about Thanos on his farm when I see Jinjaren <laughs> in front of his little you know sitting on the porch.
0: Well, didn't that feel like a season, or not a season, but a series finale? Yes, that went straight down to the little iris out onto mm-hmm. Grogu, as if they were like, "We don't know if we're coming back, but if we're not, it's been a fun." This ride. was a
1: good spot, yeah.
0: I know that. I know that uh, Favreau has said that they're not even close to halfway done with the, what they have in mind. Right. But I also know that the ratings for this year were pretty low. Mm -hmm. And so it wouldn't surprise me if Disney was like, well, maybe we'll come back to this later on. Yeah. Maybe we'll see what like Ahsoka does and the the season two of Andor and then maybe we'll come back to this. Right. But I mean, uh, Filoni's movie that they announced at Celebration is supposed to be the culmination of that TV show. Yes. So we're going to get something else from it. It's just a matter of... Well, apparently
1: it's supposed to wrap up all of those shows. Okay. So like Ahsoka, The Acolyte, Book of Boba, Mandalorian, Obi-Wan. There's supposed to be some big unifying finale to the Disney Plus Star Wars saga.
0: So they're all going up against Thrawn? Yes. Because I got to imagine that that was the last of... Gideon right well guy had an awful lot of clones and I get that and but like I also think that what they said in that episode I think Din says it to somebody he's like if we don't take care of this now it's never gonna end yeah and and I kind of feel like that was their wink of like we're gonna move on yeah like there's gonna be another big bad somewhere there's the shadow what do they call them the shadow collective Yep. That you know they can deal with as far as the empire is concerned Hux's dad is was shown in one of the episodes. Right. And so like is this how the first order comes about? And like I feel like there's other bigger fish that they can fry. Right. Moving forward and the whole thing with like Din going to see the the guy and being like I'm going to take care of all your imperial problems and you're not going to tell anybody about it right the only thing that i want is that is that head up there
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know i think i still think there's a lot of bocatan story to tell and it almost felt with that ending that it was kind of Jinjarin hanging up the helmet so to speak yeah so that maybe the mandalorian wasn't him?
0: I still think it's Grogu.
1: Do you think it's Grogu? I still
0: think the title refers to Grogu. I think it's Foundling to Mandalorian. Din Grogu. Din Grogu.
1: Din Grogu. Now that's weird. It is weird. So I guess that the Mandalorians are kind of like the 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 Chinese, where like the family name comes first.
0: Well, Din Jaren isn't technically a Mandalorian. He was a Foundling.
1: But was that his name when he was a foundling? When did know. he get his name?
0: I see they, they haven't said that yet. See? It's more story to tell. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like, like, I definitely want to see what happens after, um, what's his name, Ahmed Best takes Grogu on the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's definitely, like, even if they did, like, a, you know, Mandalorian Season 4 was that story. Mm. And they didn't really focus on Din Djarin and everybody else. Right. Like that would be cool. Like a Grogu miniseries or something. <laughs> just something, you know, that keeps the story going. And that's what they want to like, you know, that's what they want to monetize. They want to monetize Grogu.
1: Well, of course.
0: You know, so so let it just be that for a while.
1: Well, I think it's time for Teen Angst Grogu to make an appearance. <laughs> He's a very moody, dark emo kind of Grogu.
0: He dyes his little hair's black and puts him. Yes, and face. wears
1: a bowl cut and <laughs> <laughs> listens to Fallout Boy.
0: Gets a black robe. There you go. He's just walking around just all pissed off.
1: Black robe and army boots. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of safety pins. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to wait and see.
0: I mean, but that's the problem. We're going to be waiting, what, two years? Yeah. So I watched a couple of movies this week. You
1: did? What'd you watch? I
0: watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Okay. With Chris Pine. Uh Uh-huh. And that movie is way better than it should be. Really? Yes. Okay. It's, it's entertaining. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's fun to watch. If you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons before, they play with the lore a little bit. There's a couple of really interesting cameos in it. Okay. Somebody shows up and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, they got that dude for this?
1: You mean like Christian Slater in uh, no. Willow?
0: No, way no, better than
1: no. that. Way better than that. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah, I would say an A-list celebrity pops up in this that I was not aware of that was going to be in this. And while it is truly a cameo, it's kind of mind-blowing that they got this person to do it. Okay. But it's really good. It's it's like it's a little bit of it's a little over 2 hours long. Um you know, it's it's Chris Pine do- being kind of like He's this weird mashup of, like, Kirk and, like, a minstrel. So he's okay. kind of got that that attitude of Kirk in this. Mm, okay. Um, but he plays it off really well. Yeah. And while there's... It's supposed to be, like, medieval dungeon times. There's a lot of, like, modern humor in it. Mm-hmm. But it plays off well. Okay. So that was kind of cool. And then I watched Renfield... The uh, Nicolas Cage movie.
1: I got both of those on my my radar right now.
0: <laughs> Renfield's really good too. I really Is enjoyed it? it. Yeah, good. It's short. It's a brisk ninety three minutes.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
0: But it's. I did not know that Aquafina was in it. Oh. <laughs> so it's her being herself. But Great. the rest of it makes up for it. Okay. It's got it and it's got some people in it that I didn't realize. The dude that played um John Raffio in Parks and Rec. Ben, ben Schwartz.
1: Sherman, ben Schwartz. Yep. He's
0: in it. The the chick from um The Expanse with the real gravelly voice. I don't I can't I can never remember her name.
1: Uh she she
0: played like she winds up playing like the leader of Earth.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in No, it. the leader of Earth.
0: Yeah, towards the end, she's got the real. She's she's like Indian, but she's got the real gravelly. You mean it? voice? I can't remember her name. Um, hang on, I'll look it up.
1: Ugg uh, something.
0: Yes, something like that.
1: Yeah, her. Okay, her. she's in it. Towards the end. I thought she was in it like the whole time. Well she
0: is, but towards the end like she was like a senator or something, and then towards the oh, end okay. she becomes oh, like, the president. Oh
1: okay. Oh Okay. Okay, now I get it. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, she's in it. Um It's it's really entertaining. It's Okay. It's Nicolas Cage doing his Nicolas cage iest He
1: looks like he goes all in.
0: <laughs> he does. And there are some like, like makeup over effects. The top it that yeah. are kind of interesting. Okay. It's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Like I wasn't disappointed with anything I watched this week. Like I, it was like wow this is this is awesome. Cool. Yeah. I didn't I didn't watch Peter Pan and Wendy though, so I don't know how good that one is.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched that yet either. <laughs> um, did you happen to watch Florida Man?
0: I haven't yet. Okay. It's on my list. Um, we've been watching sweet tooth.
1: Okay. I haven't gotten into that
0: yet. Um, sweet tooth just put out their second season and that's been really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, I keep meaning to watch Florida man and I have not yet.
1: Okay. Uh, have you watched the, the final half of Titan season four?
0: I've watched some of them. Okay. Um, I I
1: just finished it today and it, it,
0: is it over-over? Apparently. Like th- Like this was the final episode this week?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, uh, there's... What or is, is there time? more? There's one more.
1: Oh, there's one more? Yeah. Episode 13? 12. Oh, 12. Titans, okay.
0: It's called Titans Forever.
1: Okay, well, that's good because it... it needs to wrap up some more (laughs) stuff it kind of ended like oh crap we didn't have time to fix the ending knowing that we were being canceled
0: (laughs) i the last one that i watched was the one where they find like gars going through like his little journey
1: oh okay he meets star girl
0: he yes he meets star girl and um shazam has a weird cameo and and flash flash and Cesar Romero's voices heard and I'm like uh-huh. what the fuck is going on yeah so that was the last one I watched okay um I still so, so I'm too behind
1: okay so he hasn't ended up at doom mansion yet
0: at the very end he does and oh he just shows up okay and what's his name um cyborg shows cyborg. up Cyborg,
1: yeah okay
0: so, like, the next one, I know that he winds up in Doom Manor. Are they all, like, in it? Do they all show
1: up? Uh, I, uh, some more of them do show up. Okay. Yes.
0: I just, I don't know. It's gotten really weird.
1: Uh, It's not my favorite season. It's very much I you can still see
0: that the, the, uh, Warner Brothers looked at this and went, yeah, we can't move on with this.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's got shades of Rachel Ghoul and the Lazarus pit and it, I don't know, it just felt thrown together and I still have a problem with most of the actors on this thing. Like who? Uh, Starfire.
0: <laughs> As not being a good actress? Yeah. yeah.
1: It very much feels like the B cast.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, My, I don't, I don't think I ever liked the dude that plays Connor. Super. Uh huh. Okay. He was always a little bit too emo for me and like not a very good actor. Okay. I like the dude that plays Dick. I, I, I think his his interpretation of Nightwing is good. Yes. But everybody else is Mm -hmm. always like when they were like trapped in that weird town Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be like Starfire and Dick were supposed to be married. Yes. Like that whole that whole thing annoyed me. Mm -hmm. Like I just couldn't get past that. So this definitely is not like my favorite season at all.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And once you once it ends, then we can talk about it.
0: <laughs> uh, because there's a
1: returning character in episode eleven. Okay. And there's a lot of questions left after that. Okay. So anyway.
0: Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch these two this week, or okay. three this week, and we can talk about it. All right. So then I guess after Titans is done, we'll get the rest of the season of Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yes. That's so weird.
1: Yeah. I think they're just trying to extend it as far as they can. And
0: We you know. know we've pissed people off with, like, canceling some of these.
1: Oh, yeah. But.
0: And so we're just going to do this shit instead. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of weirdness. <laughs> uh, did you hear that Disney sent a threatening letter to their writers when the strike was announced?
0: I heard that. The, were they the ones that said that the showrunners had the report to work no matter what?
1: We want to specifically to reiterate to you as a showrunner or other writer-producer that you are not excused from performing your duties as a showrunner and or producer on your series as a result of the WGA strike. Your personal services agreement with the studio requires that you perform your showrunner and or producer duties, even if the WGA attempts to fine you for performing such services during the strike.
0: But doesn't that go against what the strike is all about? I mean, I know that the strike is there specifically because a lot of these companies, and I don't know if Disney is this way, they're trying to basically reduce the writing staff to like a gig job.
1: Right. Yeah. Of,
0: of you're not a staff writer. You are a hired gun. Um, and that, that helps them not pay as much and, you know, I'm sure Disney's probably part of that, but.
1: Well, and I'm sure more so that they've announced all the layoffs and most of them have come from that part of the company, that segment of media. So it just does not portray them in a very good light.
0: No. And they need with
1: everything else that's going.
0: They need the help right now. They need to be like the shining beacon. Mm hmm. yeah I don't know how I guess I don't know anybody that that would be affected by and how they would handle it well I mean I'm subscribed to Dan Pravmeyer, who is the showrunner for Phineas and Ferb Uh huh. and he talked about they were starting the writing room for that so live action no so I'm wondering uh, whether or not um, they're working through the strike I don't know yeah Disney just renewed Phineas and Ferb for like 40 new episodes or something okay I mean, I'm assuming he's still working through it because the last the last thing on his Instagram is him hanging out at Disney for Star Wars night. okay. And I'm, I'm assuming that like he wouldn't be out and about if they were like striking. Yeah. So maybe maybe he took that email to heart.
1: Could be. Could be. I mean, it doesn't sound like the Writers Guild is asking for too much. I think the biggest thing is that they want protection from AI taking over their jobs.
0: Right. And they don't want to be reduced to day players.
1: Right. Right.
0: Which makes sense. I mean, you want to be able to, to pay your mortgage or your rent uh uh-huh. like you don't want you definitely don't want to be in a position where you're you're scrounging for fucking work
1: well and when you see that these CEOs over the you know these television streaming services are making upwards of 250 million dollars a year yep it's like so take 2 million away from that asshole
0: yep.
1: and give people a fucking raise
0: yeah i mean you can't, I I argue about this at my job all the time. You can't produce, you can't put any effort into it and, and expect good results. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want well-written shows, you need to pay the writers. Sure. You can't edit shows with somebody who just got out of fucking school. Like, mm-hmm. you need the experience. And the AI shit everybody jokes about can't replace the experiences that writers take from their own lives to put into these shows sure and I think that they're missing that I think they can just be like oh we'll just get like you know spec scripts and shit but those those writers want to be fucking paid for what they do right and so I don't Hollywood is so weird when it comes to this shit man
1: well, I mean, you know what the result was of the last writer's strike. Reality shows. Yeah. So.
0: and We were finally know. getting out of that. I know, right? But I mean, there's no more heavily written media than fucking reality shows. Of Right, right. I mean, so it's really weird that that became the thing. But, yeah, I mean, I feel for all those people out like, that are like out of work right now because of this shit. Mm hmm. You know, that sucks. Right. Because they're not going to get paid for the strike.
1: No. Well, do the unions pay it?
0: I can't believe like a their, fund? Their rate, though. Yeah. I mean, they can't be making what they'd be making in the writer's room.
1: Yeah, I guess. Which means we're gonna to have to wait for the new season of Cobra Kai.
0: That's already been shot.
1: Uh no, they shut down production this last week.
0: I I thought they had shot it all. So that what's his name could go shoot Blue Beetle. I know they shut down Stranger Things.
1: Uh no, they shut it down. John Hurwitz. Who else, who co-created it said on Twitter, we hate to strike, but if we must, we strike hard. Pencils down in the Cobra Kai writer's room. No writers aren't set. These aren't fun times, but it's unfortunately necessary. Weird. Yeah. All huh. the late night TV shows.
0: Right. They SNL.
1: Yeah, SNL.
0: Which I think it's funny. I'm not a huge Pete Davidson fan. But I think but it's it was funny his, that it was his week that it happened. Yeah. And then he brought, I guess he brought um, pizza to the striking workers.
1: Oh, oh, did he? Yeah. He's probably stoned out of his mind. He didn't know what he was doing. <laughs>
0: um,
1: <sighs> yeah. Although the biggest disappointment is that Jennifer Coolidge was supposed to be, I think, the last one of the season. Oh. And we won't get to see if they do a Sophie skit.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is going to throw everything off. Mm Mm-hmm. Except for Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, well, thank God for that. Because they
0: said all those scripts were already written and they weren't going to change them. Right. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, but don't you think that like everybody bands together and like shut the show down? Fuck it. Like that'll that should get it resolved pretty quickly, you would think.
1: Uh, well, you would think, but that's just like one series that's affected. If they, you know, if they give in,
0: but if all the series were to be, yeah. Like, see, down. I mean,
1: that's I, yeah only corporate America, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of vindictive retaliation.
0: Well, yeah, that's the problem. And I'm sure that's why the, Dis- the Disney showrunners are probably staying at work. Yeah. Because they want their shows produced. I mean, and I know that the writers are like, well, fuck it. We'll never work for those people. But if you were offered a job in a writer's room, you'd probably take it. Right. No right. matter who it was. Mm-hmm. So it's always weird when that shit happens. I mean, I've never worked at a job I've been in a union and i but I've never worked at a job where I had to strike, so I don't really know how that plays out. right. I don't know I just hope it resolves quickly so that those people can get back to work
1: yeah I agree
0: I mean is AI advanced enough to write like a TV show Uh,
1: I don't know I mean, I guess technically you could program an AI to write in the style of, you know, past seasons of your series, in theory.
0: Yeah, I guess so. (sighs) That's weird.
1: But once the aliens upload our consciousnesses to the, uh, the the big cloud in the sky, I mean, it's just a matter of time before we're all AI.
0: <laughs> How do we know we're not AI right now?
1: You think this is a Matrix thing? We're just meat in some robotic factory plugged in?
0: Possibly. <sighs> I mean, it's got to be some kind of weird simulation or we've we've definitely our timeline has shifted into the really shitty one. Yeah, because it certainly seems that way. I mean, I don't remember picking the option for fascist America, but here we are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's all going downhill.
0: I don't know how you handle that fucking state of yours. Uh, I really don't.
1: It's great. You can carry a gun. You can get away with, you know, anything you want. If you're spoiled little brass who becomes governor.
0: (laughs) Who goes on a world book tour and and fucking ignores the flooding. And where was it? Fort Lauderdale. Uh huh. Jesus Christ, man.
1: Well, they probably don't vote for him anyway, so. Well,
0: that's why he didn't fucking care. Yeah. Let him drown. That's fucked <laughs> up. Yeah. And what, he went begging the fucking Biden for more money. Oh, I thought you didn't like him.
1: See, that's when Biden should go, yeah, sorry, asshole. I'm all out. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got billions of dollars. Why don't you put some of your money back into your precious state?
0: <laughs> there you go. I mean, Florida's kind of bottom of the barrel along with Texas, right?
1: Oh, they're (laughs) hand-in-hand. They are hand-in-hand.
0: I mean, there seems to be less... Well... Well, I could probably say that, yeah. At this point in time, there seems to be less gun violence in Florida than there is Texas, especially as we're recording this. There were two mass killings today. Yeah, In fucking... Flor- in um Texas one with a gun one with a car like mm-hmm. that's fucked up man but don't tell women that they can get abortions
1: well they can't no so you know careful what you say
0: until you know one of their mistresses needs a fucking abortion
1: well then it doesn't matter because it's God's will
0: that's right I mean once this becomes a theocracy I'm out
1: but we'll be living the handmaid's tale
0: yeah and I'm out <laughs> I don't know where I go but it's not going to be fucking here I'll just sell everything and fucking start over somewhere else yeah I Think in the highlands of Scotland
1: oh really? yeah It's kind of gloomy there.
0: I don't care. No? I like gloom. I like gray days.
1: (laughs) Have you given up on New Zealand?
0: Well, the only reason I gave up on New Zealand is because I found out they get hit by typhoons. Oh. Otherwise, it's perfect. Okay. But I don't, you know, I don't want to fucking live through that shit. Yeah. Hurricanes, typhoons, fucking tornadoes. Big weather shit bothers me. (laughs) <laughs> so i need I need to find somewhere else, and the highlands seem I can deal with rain, okay, rain is okay, like that doesn't bother me, although I guess the people in New Zealand are used to the the typhoons because all the pictures that I saw after the last one they were in they were in grocery stores in ankle deep water pushing carts and shopping through it. And they were, there was no like pushing. There was no, they were just going about their normal day. And it was like, I guess that's just how they deal with it in fucking New Zealand. Yeah. I don't know. I keep seeing these things for like all these countries that will pay you to move there. Even though it's not that much money, it's still like a step up. Yeah. Some of them are age dependent, though, so I've already missed out on some of them.
1: <laughs> they don't want no old farts.
0: No, they they want young people with families. That's right. I don't know. Someday we'll figure all this shit out. Right. Yeah, it's nothing but, like, bad news now. Everywhere you look, like, there's nothing positive anymore. Well, I mean, unless you count Tucker Carlson not being on the air anymore.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's, that's a little bit of a win.
0: That's one bright side of this terrible universe.
1: But he's only going to go to that new station where all the misfit anchors go. What's it called? News? Na- Is it called News Nation? Yep. Is that where Chris Cuomo ended
0: up? Newsmax or something? It's it's one of, it's one of those right wing ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that fucking CNN isn't trying to pick him up to fucking boost their ratings.
1: Uh, no.
0: Now that fucking CNN's going to do that town hall of fucking Trump. Yeah. Maybe if you were a better news service, people would watch. You know, you don't have to do tricks. I don't know. It's a terrible place to live.
1: the today show has a web page on good news oh do they yes however <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so
1: there is a new orleans student with scholarship offers from 149 colleges okay he received 10 million dollars worth of scholarship options
0: how the fuck
1: so uh, yeah, well, good for him.
0: Good for that dude.
1: And then the next one is from two days ago, which talks about how Shirley Ralph share, shares, how her kindergarten teacher's sweet gesture Im- impacted <laughs> her. It was during the early days of desegregation. Ooh. Oh. And then eight days ago, we have an Irish woman feeding crows out the window of a taxi.
0: <laughs> See, here's the problem. Like if you look at this, you've got to go back several days just for any bit of good news. It goes from eight days to 19 days. So there was 11 shitty days in there where nothing good happened. (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ. Yeah. 24 days ago, she fed over 1600 people in need with food from her garden then vandals covered it in salt. That's not good news.
1: Well, here's some good news. Just a handful of walnuts three times a week boosts (laughs) attention and brain growth in adolescence, especially those with ADHD. Nice. So you should start feeding your kid walnuts.
0: I think she already eats walnuts.
1: Does she? Yeah. She used to eat more.
0: I don't think she has ADHD, though. Just be safe. (laughs) Eat them! Eat days! There's a
1: 105-year-old World War II hero from Dunkirk who still lifts weights. He says, Mm. I'm so full of
0: life. (laughs) Secret to life? Hookers and blow.
1: (laughs) Mars rover discovered liquid salt water on Mars for the first time.
0: Can we use salt water, though?
1: Well, if they found salt water, you can purify it.
0: Yeah, I guess. Somebody tell Matt Damon.
1: Yeah. Have you seen the videos of the parrots having Skype calls?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: they found that parrots are, or birds in general, but mostly parrots, are very social. Okay. And if they, they don't have any other birds they're living with, they can get depressed. So they allowed, they somehow set it up so that birds could make video calls.
0: Is this through Conservation Mag? Uh,
1: Well, this is from the Good News Network. Oh, okay. But I'm sure it's the same thing.
0: Lonely pirates flock together with video calling technology. That would be it. All right. Video flock. All right, come on. We don't need all the touching the photo of another bird on the screen trigger calls. Okay, you only have to show it once. (laughs) Triggered meet and greet calls to introduce the birds to each other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See? Isn't that great?
0: I mean, everybody needs a friend, I guess. They do. calls lasted a maximum of five minutes and were stopped at the first sign of bird disengagement so they just hang up on the other bird that's kind of rude what if the other bird was like all into it right doesn't that make them more depressed then wow that's amazing
1: isn't it? And here's another good story. Yeah. Tolkien super fan Ben Coyles was out marking his twenty second birthday party dressed as Gandalf. <laughs> they ended up at a pub where Ian McKellen was that night. Nice. And somebody came over and said, "Would your Gandalf like to meet our Gandalf?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm I'm assuming Ian McKellen went over.
1: Of course, he did. Okay, he's a really lovely bloke, an excellent guy, nice, down to earth, and humble. I'd like to buy him a drink.
0: <laughs> Think he was trying to hit on the other Gandalf.
1: It probably. <laughs> he likes the young boys.
0: Did he take pictures with him? Yes, of course. I want to see the birthday pictures. (sighs) Oh, he's like walking down the street with him.
1: Yeah they were doing a pub crawl
0: that's amazing is that cool that that would make my night
1: see there is good news Chris
0: there is it's just few and far between
1: you gotta look look <laughs> for the helpers
0: Oh, it was in Bristol. Isn't Bristol like the meth capital of England? Oh, is it? Sir Ian McKellen trying to like score something?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe
0: the birthday boy said I was flabbergasted. I had no idea what to do or say. We had zero idea that he was walking down that street. <laughs> That's funny. So do you think like the first thing Ian McKellen does is he sees this dude walking towards him. He's like, fuck. Uh, All right.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, from the stories I've heard, Ian McKellen seems to be pretty chill.
0: Yeah, I kind of gather that, too.
1: I could see him sneaking up behind the guy saying you shall not pass yeah
0: yeah, yeah I. it would be it, it would be even better if like he like initiated everything yes but that's awesome mhm I'm gonna look at that the good in the world is sprouting.
1: Yes. See? I
0: mean, you know, again, how come this shit's not happening to me and you? (laughs) Patience. Where's our good news? Where's our Ian McKellen moment?
1: Chris, the sun is shining. The air is not that much polluted right now.
0: I'm covered in poison ivy. Yeah, keep going. Covered
1: in poison. And, and, we don't have to sit through Drew Barrymore hosting the MTV Movie Awards.
0: Oh, is that canceled because of the strike? Yes. Oh. Why Drew Barrymore?
1: I don't know. She's gotten very annoying lately. She's got that little bit of a lift. Yeah. Maybe trying to be relevant.
0: She's got her show, though, right? Yes. So,
1: But there? doesn't everybody have a fucking show these days?
0: I mean, we do. <laughs> See? So I guess so. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. You got anything else for this week?
1: No, I think we covered most of it. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week.
1: Ma'am, I'm just a cook.